When I was in seventh grade, I was the fat kid in my class. I was the one that all the pretty girls used to make fun of. Every day after school, I would come home and, you know, I'd flip through the pages of my mom's Vogue and Glamour, and I'd look at these women, these perfect, beautiful, just unbelievable, skinny women. Oh, I couldn't understand why I didn't look like them. I just didn't get it, so um, I became bulimic. You can read minds. And that's obviously not what bulimic means. Bulimic is an eating disorder where you uh, very often eat way too much. You binge and then you learn how to purge. You learn, you teach yourself ways to use diuretics or different um, ways to get the food out of your body after you've uh, eaten way too much. So you don't want to do that to yourself. But it is important to take that longing that that woman had that you may have within you, that longing to better yourself. And you don't have to become the woman on Vogue, the Vogue cover, the Vogue magazine cover, but to better yourself, to take care of your body and not just to throw it away, not to just see it as a a side issue in your life. Because really, when you do whatever form of exercise that you enjoy or if it's some activity that you enjoy, you actually feel better about yourself. And it's the one of the quickest ways to help a person get out of a depression is to become a little more active in something they enjoy doing, whether it's walking and looking at the birds or whether it's playing tennis or whether it's going to the gym again. It's important to find an activity that you love. And I am Dr. Ellen Kenner and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. And I'm a clinical psychologist here here to take your calls and questions on any personal issues that are troubling you, that are keeping you awake at night, or giving you a headache, or making it so that you're just churning inside all the time. You don't seem to be able to find any peace of mind, and you don't know where to turn. Pick up the phone and give me a call. Although it's not therapy, it is some free tips that you can take, and if you do want to follow up with a therapist, you can always do that. My number is toll-free Dr. Kenner. That's toll-free, 1-877-DRKENNER. And go ahead and visit my website. It's drkenner.com. We have podcasts on it and articles to read and books I recommend. And right now, I want to welcome Callie to the show. Callie, you, yes. uh, you're, you're worried about your husband or you're worried that you're suspecting him and it may not be grounded? Or do I have that right? Yeah, just because of past experiences in my past relationships. Okay, so you've been married for how long? Since September, but we've been together for two and a half years, and he's taken a new job where he he's not home very much at all. And so, so our, you, lifestyle, our lifestyle has changed. Okay, so you were home for how long? Uh, I mean, he was home w- with you for how long? You were married we've in September. We've been together for almost three years. Yeah. And the new job he just started? He started a new job um, a month after we got married. And he travels? And um, he is gone. He leaves at 3.30 in the morning and doesn't get home until 7 at night. What does he do? Just And what's that? Excuse me? Oh, what what type of a job? Um, he works for the federal government. Okay, so he's out early, 3.30 in the morning, and then back... Because at- he has, yeah, 
he we live in Virginia, and he travels to Maryland. And then he left today, this early this morning, to go to Texas for um, a training class. But the class doesn't start till tomorrow morning at eight. And you said that you're concerned about what that he's maybe having I an just, affair. I feel like I'm consumed with thinking because things have changed in our relationship. What's, with the changes yeah. in our lifestyle, and that it's making me feel the feelings that I had in my past marriage. So you were married one time before. Yeah, for and, over fifteen years. And what was the trauma? What happened? Huh? It, did it, did he cheated on you? Is that what happened? Yes. And then after that relationship, my ex-boyfriend had. Okay. And so you you know the the. Um, you know what to look for now. Am yes. I correct? What are the things to, that you look for? Um, the things that I look for is um, changes of, of appearance, doing things differently in their routine. Um, to me, the, the affection isn't as much. But yeah. It says that it's because he has to get up so early, and he he require he's one that requires more than eight hours of sleep a night. So this is a lot of wear and tear on him. Meaning, getting up early, it's very hard for him. It's not a comfortable schedule for your husband, and so you're you could interpret it either as, "Oh, poor guy, he's really tired, and this is a rough schedule to keep," or you can interpret it as, "Uh oh, bad things are happening again." Exactly. And, you're and then when I try to talk about how I feel, yeah. he gets angry about it. What does he say? So. Oh, what does he say, Callie? He says that I need to trust him and that not, not to compare him to past relationships. And you're thinking he has a valid point there. Yes. And I want to know how do I trust again. So it, it so partly you're looking to figure out how to rebuild the trust or how to um, have two categories in your mind. Men who are not around, whose affection might change a little bit, and that's because they're cheating on you. And men who are not around and the affection may change because they're tired and because they're, they're traveling a lot and because there are so many new changes. Yeah. So partly, if you think of it as two different categories in your mind, or two, if you want, Tupperware bins, and in the first bin you would put your boyfriend and the, um, your ex-husband. Yes. Because they cheated. You want to yes. carve out the possibility, and you want to be able to see the evidence and reality that you may be falsely accusing your husband, which is the reason you're calling me. And it's how do you untrap your thinking? Uh, one of the a very good skill that you can use is called a thought record. And you can get it. If you go to my website, there's a book that I often recommend in therapy. It's called Mind Over Mood. And you can go to my website, drkenner.com. And the first few chapters of that book, or actually the, a good chunk of that book, deals with a method called a thought record. And you take your emotion that you're feeling, like if you're feeling real anxious or angry, is he cheating on me again? You you take the emotions that you have. It may be anxiety or anger or or um, 
or what would sadness, some loss in there, and you write your emotions down, Callie, on a paper. Are you following me? Oh, I'm not sure if you're still there, so I will continue. And then the next thing that you do is you write down all the thoughts that you're having. And if you're having thoughts such as, um, oh my God, he's cheating on me, or what if, uh, what if the same thing is happening again? What if he's seeing another woman right now? I don't want to be made a fool of. You write down all of the negative thoughts that are driving your mistrust, your lack, uh, you're not trusting him. And then in the next column, this is a series of columns, you look for the evidence that supports the fact that he may be cheating on you. And there may be some. He's not around. I mean, there's some facts, but it doesn't mean that he's cheating on you. Finally, the next column, actually, there are a few more columns after that, but the very next column, you write down all of the facts that do not support the fact that he's cheating on you, meaning that you can trust him. And that's the most valuable column that there is right there. Um, so it helps you keep your thoughts grounded in reality, and it will change your emotions. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke, who's world famous for his theories in goal setting. What if, as is often the case, you learn that you and your partner do not like exactly the same methods or techniques of intimacy? This is a common situation. Consider occasionally stepping out of your comfort zone and try experimenting with things your partner likes. There is great selfish pleasure in giving pleasure because you treasure your partner. But if you strongly dislike some activity, your partner needs to fully respect your right to say no. Finding different ways to give one another pleasure is an exciting part of your relationship. And when the relationship is trusting and passionate, partners are usually more willing to experiment. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and buy it at amazon.com.